All right, well, I clearly have trouble telling the difference between Thursday and Friday, or maybe I'm just uh, a little bit slow on getting episodes posted these days. In any case, we have a good one for you today, uh, Realms Return of Dragons, episode 30, Over and Under the Floating Island. So um, yeah, we get to see what is actually happening on the island. We look above it. We look below it. We're getting a whole view. There's actually, after weeks of combat, 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 we get to sort of see what is out here in the middle of the Merit Sea, in the the drop off the the edge of the world. So enjoy your time with the um, characters exploring, and let's find out what Milden and Arvel and Suri and Immortalia and Sather and um, the gang discover. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is Return of Dragons, your erstwhile adventure through the realms with well, with lots of characters because we have the cannon fodder party and the the gauntlets party all adventuring together and it's been in real life it's been a couple of months actually what august well september october half of november so like two and a half months two and a half, yeah two and a half months since we've played so it's been a while, but this will be episode 30, and I am Carl, I'm DMing, and we should do player introductions, and then um, we'll figure out what the heck we were doing last time. We were somewhere over the Mercy, um, falling off the edge of the world, as it was. <laughs> yep. You want to start us off, Hannah? Remind us characters uh, did that you, you are. Did you playing. send the recap? You what? I did not send the recap. I only I have it pulled up on my screen. So. Oh, okay. Just give, us, give us character introductions, and then I will just read it since I didn't send it off earlier. All right. Well, I'll kick it off. I'm Hannah. I play Immortalia, the Silver Dragonborn Paladin. Uh, very goody two-shoes, good girl, we love her, very buff, very big. Um, and then I also play Ophelia, the kobold artificer. Um, oh, and Ophelia is level three, and Immortalia is level 13? I believe you and I are level 14. I think you might be a level ahead of everybody else. You are a level ahead uh, of everybody. Remember because, of because the whole... you, yeah, you oh, yeah, I leveled up with the the cannon fodder. Yep, you you yep. led the cannon fodder and prevented them from being fully cannon fodder, I suppose. <laughs> Can I say, Sather's good at what he does. All cannon right, well, fodder had a meat shield. <laughs> I I think maybe Clara, you should introduce your character next. <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, my name is Clara. I play uh, Sather, the Dwarven Paladin, and he's level 14 and the protagonist of Return of Dragons. <laughs> it may very well be the case. Um, this, I think, is true. 
Yeah. I would very much have enjoyed the um the Cyclops battle with the cannon fodder without Sather. It might have been a very different story. <laughs> Possibly. Sometimes it helps to have a 14th level paladin. Or sorry, 10th level paladin, fourth level fighter. You know? Yeah, a shield a shield paladin is always useful when when you need a a meat shield. And you only have one character to, to introduce because Sather double dipped and ventured with the yeah with the the main hero gauntlet party um, trying to stop Tiamat from coming back into the world as well as the um, the sweat hogs yeah when they were when um, when Sather got got captured by the Yuntai so you're done and you got to pass it on oh that's right. I'm not done yet. Uh, John, who are you playing? <laughs> oh, I thought you had more introduction to do. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm John, and I'm playing Suri, the gnome rogue, with a little pinch of wizard in there. And my cannon fodder sweat hug character is Stabby, the kobold paladin of Sather. And I, I think he's still first level. Oh, okay, yeah, that's... I think that's got to be our debate. We got to figure out if the. Uh... And I have Suri at twelfth level. Does that sound like 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 the right number? Yes, twelfth for Suri, and I think the issue with the the other characters is I think you all had leveled up to first when we made it to Nordhus because you had you know stats for whatever creature type you were and I think what happened is at the end of last adventure we leveled up but I cannot remember if you would have rolled hit points are actually you know are well, not because I think what I said is Given the battle with the um, with the Dryder ship, first level characters should have leveled up, but the more experienced characters aren't going to level up just from the battle with the Dryder ship and killing all the goblins and everything that were that were running around there. So yeah. it might be that we meet, need to level up and see. Hannah, remember Ophelia had leveled up in Nordhus. Yeah, because she was studying in uh, Casio's workshop and doing all yeah. kinds of tinkering and stuff and fixing the battery-powered. Uh, what is what is it? Whatever Ragrud's magical extra magical item is. I'm the the rod right. the rod of power or whatever yeah yeah battery powered rod of power <laughs> battery powered rod of power and a, and a rod of tentacles which regrude acquired although actually i don't know maybe ophelia has that uh i can check my inventory yeah well then we should I, we should get to the introduction of regrude right yeah we should probably do that I'm Lillian. I guess I'm also representing Andrew in the muted, not muted department. <laughs> um, I play um, as my baby uh, character, um, Ragrude, who is a uh, Durger 
um, and a union organizer. I think at some point I was supposed to make him a character sheet, and have I done that? No. Um, Never. But I do think he's at second level. Um, and then as my main character, I play Milden, um, who is a Normish warlock, um, and perhaps more importantly, a frat bro. Although I feel like he's gone through some character development um, in the time that I have been playing him. Um, you love to see it. Love to see it. Um, he's great. He he flies the flying ship, the gherkin. I also have him at 12th level. And I think that's it. Oh, and he has a familiar named Greg Z. Ah, yes. Greg Zeem, who powers Mechazim, all sorts of good things. Mm-hmm. If it ends in Zeem, it's probably Greg Zeem related. <laughs> probably. All right, well, I am trying to solve the game mechanic mystery of did the prisoners level up the characters who had escaped from being prisoners? I'm looking. It looks like a hobgoblin normally has 11 hit points and more Evan's character who we haven't introduced yet is a second level bard with 27 hit points. So that's would seem to suggest 11 to start and then having rolled four hit points. Yeah. Abby is a kobold. Yeah, an extra 16 hit points wouldn't come from just first level. So it must be a Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we must have taken care of hit point rolling as well. Um, Although I think Andrew's giant spider, Zagru, probably didn't because they have 26 hit points to start and he still has 26. But... Uh, since we're missing a couple of players, I'm not going to terribly worry about that because I think we will let folks who's, who are not here let their characters sort of slide into the background since we have so many characters to, to play in any case. All right, I am Carl. I'm DM. If I'm playing any NPCs, it would be the party's favorite cleric Urmas, who is a 12th level um, cleric of Ta. And if you recall, last time we were at the edge of the world in the Merit Sea, we had been cruising across, had come into combat with a flying ship as you had come to like this great big hole in the ocean like there's a literally a waterfall and the ocean seemed to flow over the edge and there was a flying ship with which had a drider and hobgoblin a uh, drider and bugbears and goblins on top of it you battled them actually i think it took us about two or three sessions to battle them and then I have a little short official recap from episode 29, mopping the decks with goblins and gnolls. Um, I suppose they were gnolls in that case rather than bugbears. Um, but here's what it said. Combat aboard the drider ship continues. 
But between Sather, Stabby, and Shoes Cannon Fire, Arvel and Moore's Archery, Regrood in Giant Size, and Immortalia's Great Sword, the remi remaining gnolls and goblins stand little chance. Enemy cannons are destroyed, the ship set on fire, and general mayhem caused. The flying ship is captured as the heroes and the crew of the Laertes look out over the 5,000 foot hole in the ocean. They see a floating island just hovering there, suspended. And with that, if you go over to roll 20, you will see not the Laertes, but the, the token of the of the gherkin out by the edge of a floating island that has mountains and lakes and streams on it. And it's um, very much appears to be like a tropical island. Um, the part that you're looking at now is mostly grassland and then it goes up to these mountains where there are trees growing they are um they are very much palm trees on these mountains so think think hawaii in terms of an island except it is just smack dab up in the air it's probably 2500 feet above the new floor of the ocean which appears to be a speed i mean literally there is sort of a pretty big five mile by five mile actually you can't really see the end but it, there's the 5,000 foot drop and then there's a number maybe of these islands floating there this one is close to you and then everything else is sort of lost in in fog hmm. what and what was the that brown thing again oh the so there is like a little dock area on the northern shore of the island okay so it yeah it looks like looks and like is this one um i'll ping it is that like a uh city or some kind of settlement or something we can see or is it some other sort of feature yeah would you give me a perception check for one or both of your characters uh well let's see that's a 15 plus something uh perception plus two 17. okay um and who's doing the who is doing the staring the looking uh, that is that is suri stabby stabby uh you know is more not more much of a looker yeah he's like well what's what's <laughs> close what do i need to what do i need to pay attention to that's close i'm not worried about stuff in the distance yeah, and Suri has the, the scoping things out far away. Yeah, with the 17, um, it's a it's a circular structure. It has logs that go up, I mean, the side of it, and maybe sort of a thatched roof. Uh, it's a little hard to get perspective, like, is it 30 feet by, you know, 30 feet in diameter? Is it maybe bigger than that? Um, you know, like 100 feet across? I mean, it's certainly not as big. I mean, at most, it could be as big as a football field, um, but probably a bit smaller than that. But yeah, sort of a hut-like structure um, huh. at, the edge of, at the edge of that lake. 
Okay. Should we should we fly over that way? I mean, I don't know how much we want to like announce our presence, but I feel like yeah, yeah, we need to do something. Yeah, Mil- uh, Lillian, do you want to? I think you have control of the Gherkin token. Um, no, you do not. Let me no. let me no, give I our pilot not. control of the Gherkin token. And yeah, go ahead and move. Show me where you wanna where you wanna fly yeah. this puppy. Yeah, I mean, Milton will sort of go wherever people are interested in going. I think he would like to sort of fly towards the island and get a sense of what's going on. And you know, either it's not like we're approaching subtly. I think that someone would notice so i don't think there's like harm in just continuing on are we are just going in it sounded like the interest wasn't going to this thing yeah sure yeah yes yeah or are so, we going to the dock yeah i don't know that we, i mean i don't think we necessarily need to go to the dock I don't know if we want to go straight to that building or whatever, maybe somewhere yeah. on the lake. Well, how, how big is the lake? I mean, if we were on the opposite side of the lake from that thing, is that like a terribly ocean. long walk or is it, you know, 15 minutes we could be there kind of thing? Or Yeah, what? so each of these, um, these hexagons is probably about an hour walk. Um, okay. Okay. And, and I and I guess let me clarify that each is about an hour's walk in the in the flatlands. When you get into difficult terrain like the mountains, then that doubles. Okay. And how far away was the Liertes from us again? Oh I just yeah, make sure that we're like yeah. What's happening? Not just ditching them. Right. Well, yeah. So there's both. Actually, let's go back really quick to to sort out what we are doing with other ships. So I'm going to move you all back to the previous map, the aerial combat map. Yeah. And then you will see there was the Liertes, there was the the Dryder ship. Yeah, which is kind of broken now, the Dryder ship. Yeah, and so I'm I'm assuming Assuming that you sort of were, because the Dryder ship was going down, like face down, and the Gherkin had grabbed onto it and pretty much wrecked havoc through throughout it. So I'm sort of assuming at the moment that you're letting that one just slide down, well, to the bottom ghost of ship. the ocean, to the bottom of the waterfall. Wherever. Yeah. And the last time you had seen the Laertes, it was sailing like it had gone over the edge of the the waterfall cliff edge of the world and was like when it had gone over, gravity had shifted and it was sailing downward. Yeah, downward. downward. So um maybe we should talk to them and see if they want some help. Because I think that might be a good idea. To help the Laertes? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, well, I mean, at the moment you all had started say. um, Yeah, well, I was I was thinking we would do like a little flyover and around so that we could like make sure that it's not like, I don't know, infested with bad guys or so. I don't know. Okay, so I've got you. At least the first motion has been Milden is like flying towards the island. The Laertes is sail like the 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 Dryder ghost ship is going down fast. The Laertes is sailing and um, is now like cutting so that it's not just heading straight down, but is running perpendicular perpendicular parallel mm-hmm. to the the main horizon and you can see them you know like pointing out to all all of you out there but the laertes is not a flying ship so it hasn't taken sail yet and you all sort of fly away from it and are beginning to fly over the floating island and then you all can tell me if you want to circle back to the laertes or what your choices will be there i mean what do you guys think it's a shame we don't have a long distance way to communicate. But it's um, a shame we don't have a bard. <laughs> well, yeah, there we go. I mean, it would be much slower, but Immortalia could fly herself over there if nobody else wants to go back. <laughs> and the tiny little wings. I mean, Milton is amenable to doing like a flyover, and maybe that would look a little bit more like I think. I think then he would maybe do more of like a like flyover, sort of where this dock is, and then yeah, sort yeah. of swoop back around. Yeah, and ellipses where you're flying over the dock, over the grasslands, and then heading back out towards. The um, the slope. Sure. Yeah. So go ahead and move yourself within a hexagon or so of of the dock, and I'll give you sort of the first things that you all see as you're you're flying forward. Um, Our first impressions. Yeah. First impressions as you get move over it okay so as you're approaching the island here there is a dock what's weird is the edge of the island isn't in the water i mean it's a it's a floating island where the stream comes off here it's then a waterfall that's falling another 2000 feet 2500 feet down to the floor of the ocean so it literally comes to the side of the island the dock that is here looks like not so much a city dock i mean because there is no city around it but there there are a number of barrels on it a few crates it actually looks like closer to where the waterfall is there's like a cannon that's tilted on its side like two of its wheels are off so it's like sitting there and there's some tools um you Oh, let's, since Moore is still on the ship and ten, or not Moore, um, Evans, Elf, um, Arvel, Arvel. on the ship. Yeah. And has the spyglass. He's checking things out and he, he has a sneaking suspicion that there were goblins or other creatures that were like, when they saw the flying gherkin approach, like 
you know, scuttling away. And his sense is that they were heading like right to, there's a spot where the stream goes over the edge of the island right next to the dock. And it was like they were scuttling over, over in that direction. And I guess the only other things that might be of interest on the dock is it looks like there's a couple of like canvas or sails, so some some bolts of cloth that also appear to be there. I think for Milden, I think he's just like not going to go quite as close to the dock. So I think it's going to come like yeah, like here rather than sort of going directly over it if that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so a little bit, little bit further away. Arvel shouts down to you. Ah, uh, hey, Captain, they're, <laughs> they're actually shooting at us. Well, dang. <laughs> but are they shooting? But from where? <laughs> like, it's sort of adorable. Um, <laughs> He's like, three of them tried to hit us with slings. Um, Milden, my impression is that you're 300, 500 feet above the ground at this point. Gonna throw a rock at it. Yeah, yeah so one of them was actually pretty miraculously aimed but um even that doesn't reach the gherkin and like i said arvel is sort of bemused as he's reporting and he says yeah there there were there were three goblins who like ran out from somewhere near the edge of the dock and tried to hit us with slingshots or with slings whatever makes them happy i guess but maybe we shouldn't come back here or you know bring the liertes here yeah if you want to hold here i'm gonna i'm happy to pluck them off with my bow i mean <laughs> next time they come out i could probably take care of all three of them i mean he could probably take care of all three of them from where where we are 300 feet up in the air no problem he can do a little um, spin too. He can do the little. Ooh. I'm. I mean, I'm picturing the the gherkin flapping its wings, like coming over here, and he's reported. And now you're like continuing on past this, unless you want to take. No, I, I, I think we're Mil Milton feels whatever about taking pot shots at the goblins. I think we just. <laughs> avoid like you know i think we don't come back here if we don't want to provoke another fight with some goblins i'm gonna move the gherkin a little bit further along so you go inland i mean this is taking you five minutes even though it would take you an hour to walk it or two hours to to walk it across across the grasslands yeah. um maybe it's taking you more like 10 actually flying in the gherkin the Things that are interesting that you notice from up there is over here where the stream flows out of the mountains, there's a little bit of a waterfall by that comes out like when the stream is exiting from the lake. 
And there is an interesting set of palm trees. They actually sort of do this. Oh. They, they cross. This? Yeah, they, they cross. There's, oh, it's like, like the in and out. It's like in the in and out palm tree. Yeah, it very much looks like an in and out burger. in and out. Yeah. Um, but it's above, what's interesting is it's above where the waterfall would be. So these are, seeing them from up here, they must be fairly big um, palm trees. And literally the, the water's flowing under them, under the, the X that they make, and then they're set out to the side of it. So it's sort of an unusual, you know, I mean, like you're, it, it's interesting enough that you're looking at the waterfall, but the two mm -hmm. crossed palm trees above it. Intriguing. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and as we were near the dock and the goblins were there, I mean, as you were saying, there were various things kind of laid out on the dock. Did it all look like sized for goblins or was any of it, you know, larger in, implying that there may be other other inhabitants that use that dock? Um, it was so I mean, it was it was bolts of cloth, like canvas sail type of cloth. It was a cannon which looked very much like the size of the cannons on the drider ship. So just regular, okay. you know, humanoid size cannons. And then there were some other crates and barrels, all of them, you know, typical crate and barrel size, none of them giant or cyclops size. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Continuing on. Yeah. And you've gotten closer now. It's still not a hundred percent clear the size of this structure, but you, I would say you're now talking about a thing. I mean, I, I was describing it as a hut before. I probably should go more like, I don't even want to say yurt. So it's got the stockade type of walls, but they're clearly made from palm tree things. And then it's got the thatch roof but it is probably a good 50 yards in in diameter so not as long as a football field but you know half the length of a That's football field in diameter yeah so i mean it, it's a building it's a pretty good size structure and it looks like from where you are you can see one potentially two archways that go into it one that's facing west towards the lake and one that is facing north or maybe sort of a little bit north northwest so almost looking like directly into where the where the gherkin is at the moment and a, like around the outside of it there seems to be a heck of a lot of chickens. <laughs> chickens. Yeah. Chickens, roosters. I mean chickens. Yeah, no, no. Some some I mean there are birds that are up on the thatch roof. There's a number of other ones that are sort of milling mm -hmm. around outside of it. And some of them, I mean, you're 
a good distance away, but even from a good distance away, probably once again, Arvel with his spyglass. Some of them have pretty impressive plumage, like, you know, chickens, but bird of paradise type of feathered chickens and stuff, all... Fancy chickens. Yeah. They're chicken fanciers, you guys. <laughs> fancier Nylon chickens. chicken fanciers. Seems interesting. Yeah. But I think we gotta we gotta continue on back to the to the Liertes. I just I feel so bad about just being like, oh, we're just leaving. See you guys later. Yeah. Well, Captain stuck on the side of a waterfall. Yeah, Nikolai has has sailed these seas before. You're you're doing an ex exploration. You're not you're not that far. You're probably not even out of eyesight. You're just on the on the horizon or almost on the horizon as you head towards the island. Um, of course, where the lake exits, um, you, you don't fully see it on the map, but there's definitely a waterfall, perhaps even steeper than off by where the other lake is, as that stream then runs to the coast from, from this bigger lake in the mountains. All right. And Lillian, do you uh -huh. want to navigate the, the gherkin another couple of hexagons there as you're making your way back? Yeah, um, so we sort of move along, continue back to the edge of the island there. Yeah, and really at this point, you're you're going over grassland, um, really nothing else noteworthy. There was the, the chicken hut, the In-N-Out burger, um, crossed palm trees, and the dock are the note, three noteworthy things that you've seen as you've done the the little crescent circle on the, the northwest corner of the island. Yeah, we continue back towards the Liertes. Okay, yeah, and let's say, we'll say the Liertes is like, right, I mean, sort of the equivalent of over here, but a few more spaces to the, to the west. So you're flying back towards it. And I'm happy if you want to like go direct, like try to go directly up to it. If you want to have um, Cat Lego use message once you get a little bit closer to exchange a couple of words with Captain Nikolai and um, Laurel. I think Laurel was the other main NPC who was yeah. on that vessel with you. Were they still like tilting on the edge or were they just like sailing sideways at this point? Yeah, so they had they had gone over over the edge, and when Captain Nikolai piloted it over the edge, direction of gravity had shifted. So they were still attached, but just sailing on what now appears to be a wall to you know to you all. So up and down to you is now exactly the same direction it was when you were out on the flat of the Mercy, but then when you went over or when the drider ship went over, gravity had shifted right then and there on the, the plane that goes up and down. And so you all can see Captain Nikolai and Laurel and the crew of the Laertes all on the deck. They can clearly see up to you, but their ship is now, you know, sailing downward or sort of i guess he's um 
zigzagging down, um, tacking back and forth, but generally making his way down to the ocean that's below where this floating island is. Do we want to send, like, someone over there, or...? That might make sense, just so that we can let them know that we're not just leaving. Right, or can't we just basically pull up next to them and just talk we... to them over the... Do we I mean, have those, like, like naval this. flags? Naval <laughs> signaling flags? Can we just, like, raise up a, a line of colorful triangles and... <laughs> Mildred that immediately way. spells something unsavory. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why we don't have the flags. <laughs> Mildred got the flags taken away. I lost Revoke. his flag privileges. The white gauntlets were like, nope, no flags for you. <laughs> Legs revoked. Tell me how what you want to do. Are you going to pull up, ha, you know, have a conversation? Shouting is going to be sort of difficult with them on the side of this yeah. wall and the gherkin flapping. I mean, this is sort of like, I mean, not quite as bad as trying to be in a helicopter over an aircraft <laughs> carrier and shout to someone on the deck, but it's uh, similar. Yeah. Somewhat I mean, I can similar. Just, I mean, I I can pop over there. Like I can I can swoop over there with my wings. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Oh, sure. So Immortalia will fly off the deck of the of the flying gherkin and fly over to the Laertes. And it's weird as like you're coming down. Um, I need you to give me a wisdom. Then you can do it perception check if you want, because there's going to be this weird moment of gravity shifting. Wisdom, baby. I don't have perception as an extra skill, so. Yep, then straight up. That's just a 13. A 13. Um, you needed a 15. When you get about 30 feet above the deck, gravity shifts. And you are and I go plummeting to the oriented, confuzzled. You go plummeting down and take thirteen points of falling damage. Ouch! Ouch! Yeah. Do I fall onto the Laertes? You do fall onto the Laertes. Yeah, thirteen is high enough where (laughs) you don't fail and fall in the water, which actually might have been better, but then would have had its own challenges. How, How much damage did we do again? Thirteen. Okay, also 13. That's funny. That was discomforting. Ouch. Yeah, perhaps not a not a glorious I mean, I'm not the most, everyone knows, I'm not the most dexterous of paladins. No, that is true. All right, I'm going to move the players on over to the Laertes map. And I don't have an Immortalia token. But we'll what? say you 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 fell roughly at this point on the on the deck. At this point, at this point, you see where I'm. That would be midship, I would say. I for would the say for the audience mid-ship. who cannot uh, see our map and our yeah. pinging. And the ship is crewed by Ansa Tuplets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Captain Nikolai only only hires quintuplets. Oh, I'm tuplets. dropping things. 
sorry. I don't know what the prefix it should be for eleven, but clones, clones. <laughs> this is a Star Wars game now. <laughs> Surprise. In any case, um, Immortalia has landed amidships, not too gloriously. Captain Nikolai and Laurel and a couple of crew members run over to. Are you okay? Yeah, it mostly hurt my pride, but I mean, even that, it didn't hurt that bad because eh, everybody, I, I'm, I'm not the most graceful, and she does like a whew, motion, <laughs> paladin. So uh, uh, it feels like it was bound to happen. Yeah. Well, so we've clearly you found the. The floating islands. What happened with the um, with the raider? We saw the the flying ship come into battle with you all, and there were explosions, and you were holding it, and you went over the edge, and I had my crew um, sail <laughs> over the edge here, and then gravity changed for us, and now we're sailing. Yeah. Some of the crew think we're sailing to the bottom of the ocean. Um, I mean, maybe you are, but the whole ship thing, um, I mean, we assume it was a pirate ship, mercenaries, I don't know, they attacked us, we attacked back, we won. We did not, unfortunately, get to find out any information from them because their captain was squished. Via the mask. But she was a spider, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, I know. I I, I, if I recall, you really like spiders. No, absolutely not. Oh. oh. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, so what what are you doing? I did you notice anything? on the island and I'm not quite sure how I could get the Laertes to the island. I, I'm a little bit nervous of like telling you to throw me a rope from the gherkin and trying to pull me. I'm afraid we might plummet all the way to the ground. So at this it point- be too heavy, you think? I mean, ships are pretty big. Yeah, well, we're like 2000 feet above Sea level yeah, that would here. Not be a I'm, good fall. I'm not interested in falling that far in my boat. Yeah, mm -hmm. the the question is, do you think you can pilot or sail your ship down the waterfall and then onto the other part of the ocean? Okay, or do you think you'll need help with that? Well, we came over the edge. What The way I came over the edge is we tacked and we ran right parallel with the edge. And then I just moved us over. And as we okay. moved over, like, well, probably like you felt flying. Like as we moved, not even the wind didn't even change. Like the wind direction was good. Motion of the ship, we were just suddenly tilted over. So I'm yep. thinking when I get close to the bottom, we're not going to go 
you know, at a ninety degree angle, like smack dab into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tilt on the side, and then, I mean, I hope we don't put a bunch of water over our starboard side, but we'll just try to rock over like you're at the edge of a box. I mean, I suppose it would be nice to have you all around in case when we do that instead of it going smoothly it goes poorly yeah and then we've got so the other thing i came over here to tell you guys about is so we went and we just did a little fly by on the island just to get a look for things the lay of the land as it were um and there were some goblins uh over by there's like a little a little like dock or something yeah, um, and you, you can point, and at this point, the Laertes has gotten, like, further down, so it's weird, like, you're now perhaps a little bit below where the island is, and so you're pointing, and you can see, like, the bottom part of the island looks like, I mean, it's just the, like, a bottom yeah. part of a, a rock, it's sort like of, dirt. like, the bottom of a bowl, um, yeah, lots of gray stones, and then, like, the waterfalls, like, trickle off, and then they just sort of disperse as they're falling yeah. down through the air. It looks like they probably hit the ocean the two, 3,000 feet below where, where the island is, but you're pointing at the dock, and you can see the dock is, like, secured into the side of the... Um, of the floating island and it yeah. doesn't have like pilings or anything that go down from it it's just sort of a a platform it's sticking <laughs> just out the, the platform side. yeah well and then there's also uh a hut with a bunch of chickens i'm not sure what that's all about they're very fancy chickens it seemed but i don't know how you feel about those um I don't know if you think this island is worth exploring. I mean, I think everything is worth exploring a little bit over here, but like, I, I wanted to get your input before we went just gung ho and, you know, did the whole scouting thing for you guys. I'm, there's supposedly lots of treasure. Maybe there's someone to, trade with on the floating islands and the sunken cities i mean not many we could get folks some fancy chicken. Have, yeah have made it out here um but both i and i mean laurel especially would like to get up there on the island in case you meet anybody obviously not the the goblins and the raiders but if there's anyone who's living on the island and we could open up trade routes between whatever these islands are called and um and back at the mainland in the realms we would we would do it so i i think i mean we're gonna sail down you know my plan with the ship so we will be off to the west of the the floating island if you want to hang around with us until we get down to the bottom of this and then fly back up, you can make sure my the ship, the Laertes is safe. And then we will we'll explore the ocean surface and you explore the floating island. All right. Sounds good. Do you guys have like a, I don't know, like a horn or something to blow if you guys are in trouble? 
Or I guess you could. Do, do we have cannons? You don't have. We have a ballista. We don't have any cannons. Darn. You could send us some of your party. We're we're good. Help us make sure that we get onto the surface of the water and of the ocean below. Once we make that turn, we will explore and see what we can find on the surface of the ocean and you explore the island. All right. That sounds like a great plan to me. I'll I'll get back to uh to the Gherkin and we'll we'll get on exploring stuff and hopefully we'll find some nice people on the island so you all are you all gonna go down to the five thousand down to the surface of the ocean that's at the the bottom of the the waterfall then with them i i think that's a reasonable request yeah, yeah. makes sense okay yeah i would rather them not get waterlogged here that would be okay let me really I, I i need to make make a check um yeah so captain nikolai is uh, has a skilled pilot on on his ship you all get down, and I mean, it takes a while to go down 5,000 feet. I mean, you're sailing 5,000 feet. You're not falling 5,000 feet. So he's tacking back and forth on this thing. He gets down, and he basically, I mean, it's like this 90-degree angle where the water, I mean, it's like water is all flowing down. But, I mean, it's no longer sort of like a, I mean, it's not like, waterfall like rushing it's just sort of heading down and then it squares off and he sort of tacks the ship along the edge and like water is starting to come up over the starboard bow and then he he like turns it and it just sort of scooches out there's a bit of a splash and a wave comes up but the pilot has navigated it without damaging the laertes apparently and they're sort of um because there clearly were some moments where if he had not been as successful at piloting, if he had rolled lower on his dexterity check, um, bad things could have happened to the Laertes. If he um, had failed the, uh, his piloting planetary check. <laughs> yeah, piloting planetary check uh, success. The thing that is interesting down here is now that you're down at the bottom of this drop-off, you can see like dark shapes under the water. So this water is very much sort of very tropical, clear sort of water. You can probably see 150, 160 feet into the water. I mean, it is clear out here, but there's both like the shadow of the island itself. So the island at 2,500 feet up in the air, you can see that off you know, a thousand feet or whatever to the west of you, like the shadow of the island. But there are also other sort of shadowy spots that are down here in this big indention in the in the ocean. And whether those shadowy spots are other islands or something underneath the water from right here at the edge, you can't you know you can't really make that out we do have a, a manta ray uh feature this is true we we could break out the manta ray feature we didn't have that <laughs> hole in the bottom covered up so yep. yeah quite I mean, well sealed 
it it might be good to take a look under the water because under the surface because we don't want to leave the Laertes here and it's just full of you know it's full of creatures uh, kraken and whatever behemoth yeah uh, squid or something that are gonna cause problems for them uh you could at least scope it out a little bit this is true so i don't know if we have anybody who's like an underwater native what? i don't think anybody can breathe water yeah i oh. I don't think that's a provision or a set of magic items that this group has has acquired. I mean, I, I certainly don't know all PCs, all items that you've acquired in your 12 or 13 or 14 levels, but... But doesn't the, doesn't the underwater mode of the Gherkin seal it up or something? Yeah, I mean, it does. It does. I'm just thinking, like, we can't, like, get out of the gherkin to fight. I mean, I guess we could like lure whatever it is up to the surface, but I'm just, I'm just, away I'm just is a valid option. Yeah, I was thinking more like if there's something that if there were something we'd have to fight, quote unquote, then the thing to do is to get back to the surface, tell the Laertes to try to go back up the side and mm -hmm. and uh yeah, you know, do, do a quick situation. underwater scout. I think that's a very smart idea. Yeah, so the, the gherkin, just to clarify, the gherkin will function as a submarine, um, right. but there are no, there is no scuba gear, no magic items that, I mean, I, I don't think you all have any magic items that would then allow anybody to swim outside. The, the druids could transform into dolphins or sharks, but that would be, your only option. I think the druids, the druid. Druid, singular. But Cat Lego does have uh, polymorph, I believe now, so. Oh, right, right, right. The bard was able to. Yeah, and you don't have a druid in the the other set. So not, not a lot of options outside. But yeah, I'm happy if you all would like to go into submarine mode and explore underwater a little bit that's that is a fine option it is really really your call Milton is game hell yeah so i have a couple of choices for you or, or questions um we're gonna just say that the the wall of water is to the the west so like the the edge the the edge of the earth is is on the western edge of the of the map and areas of interest and i don't have a roll 20 map for for this for you but um areas of interest like those shadows that i was describing the shadow that most likely is the shadow of the island that you were just exploring is due east of where you are. So another thousand, you know, feet or so to the east, 2000 feet to the east of where you are is what appears to be the, the shadow from the island that you were, you were just at above. To the northeast of you, there is another shadow which is 3,000, 4,000 feet or so away. 
Um, and this shadow appears a bit smaller and seems more jagged or oblong shape rather than the gen like you never did you never circumnavigated the island but generally that shadow appears like a dinner plate sort of a roundish you know type of shadow this thing that's a bit further away to the northeast is sort of more cigar shaped um as a shadow or a dark spot in the water and then the other interesting shadow is actually due to the south of where you are so you would like probably go right along where the wall of water is um the edge of the the waterfall and the one that is due to the south of you um is a really strange dark area because it bumps right up against like where the water wall cliff edge is so it, it almost goes into it and it's like a sort of a semicircle that comes out of it or some type of roundishy shape but that would be due to the south so those are your three like obvious excuse me shadow darker spots in the water one to the northeast that's sort of oblong cigar shape round dinner plate shape directly to the east are this weird semicircle that's directly up against the water slash cliff edge to the south and i i'm assuming looking up we're just seeing like things are kind of lost in the mist or something yeah, once you're down here after uh, from the 5,000 foot drop off, like you're looking 5,000 feet up, there's to the east of you, you can see like the bottom of the island that's floating there 2,500 feet up. And then as you look up, you're looking at the sky, but really once you get above I mean, God, once you're looking like 5,000 feet, um, I mean, that's like looking up the equivalent of the Sierra Nevada mountains, you know? I mean, you're basically, right. I mean, maybe it, maybe not all the way up to the, the peak, but you know, I mean, it's like 5,000 feet is not a, not a nothing. It's a, it's a long a way. Yeah. And so John, your, your sense of, and then I guess just, it almost is like the haze. It's a little bit funny when you're down at the bottom. It's almost like the haze of the ocean. Like when you were up sailing on the regular part of the Mercy, it was a fairly bright area. But now that you're looking up, the sky seems to be sort of occluded with, yeah. with a mist or a, it's like the marine layer is basically what right, right, like right. is above this. But marine. there's no, I mean, there's no like, obvious well there's that cigar shaped island that's making the cigar shaped shadow or you know what i mean yeah looking up the other two shadows do not have obvious floating islands above them hmm. if you know what everybody who's here give me a perception check because there may be another floating there may be something else in the sky that casting a shadow yeah well that i want to report I, I just there's there is one other thing that 
and I think with four player characters here are four four players here just roll and take your char best character's perception and then we'll figure out you know someone will notice this thing or not depending on what the roles are i got a 16 i got a 22 um yeah so the 22 is good enough um <laughs> so to the southeast way off in the distance like at the very edge of where you are able to see you think you see another floating island roughly the same size of the one that you've seen but if this one is directly to the east four or five times that distance to the southeast there seems to be another island but like it's so far away where you are on the ground you couldn't see if it is or is not casting a shadow you don't have the angle anymore to see that, if that makes sense. And Milvin is seeing the inside of the ship. <laughs> yeah, he's piloting, he's piloting. Yeah, so John, to answer your question, the cigar shape and the semicircle do not have any obvious things above the water that are casting the shadows. They appear to be dark areas. Underwater. Do we have a sense of, I mean, this may be a weird question or maybe difficult to get out but like the the vertical water do we have a sense of how deep the vertical water is i mean um, is it is it like there's the mercy and this is like the 5000 feet that we're down is not the full depth of the mercy so it's just a hole in the ocean yeah, so you can see, so the, the water is tremendously clear out here. You can see 160 feet into the water, looking into this wall of water. And then once you get past 160 feet, I mean, like, visit, it's just the yeah, depth of the water. Like, if you're looking straight down into really clear water, 160 feet is a good deal of visibility. You mm -hmm. can see 160 feet into the wall of water and you can see 160 feet down below you you have the mercy up top you have the edge of the earth and then you have the bottom we'll just call it the lower mercy for the moment and yeah, then you yeah. have the lower mercy and you can see 160 feet down 160 feet sideways and back when you were on the top you could see 160 feet I mean, and that's sort of it. So does, um, I can't remember the name, Captain Nikolai or, or Laurel, do they know how deep the sea is? Um, so normally you're talking hundreds of feet. When you get to the edge of the earth, all bets are off. That's why people don't okay. try to sail and discover the floating islands and sunken cities. Like, right, right, right. Things don't work here. Captain Nikolai has sailed out to some of these islands before, and there are really bizarre, interesting things. But yeah, the depth of the sea is usually more like the deepest part, like the, the equivalent of the continental shelf. And, you know, water gets to be about 300 feet. And then you start 
dropping off once you get remember you guys went past the um the towers that line of mm -hmm. towers mm -hmm. that you you went up to once you get past there you're sort of off the continental shelf and that's then, like open ocean yeah nobody has managed to like okay. you know dropping the the weight the not the depth sounder but the the equivalent of the depth sounder like your your little piece of metal on um on a rope that you drop down it right. just drops until it never hits bottom and that's right. that's no captain worries. nikolai's sense is that once you pass that um that set of towers you're not measuring the depth deep becomes right. the answer right. okay i just wondered if like the what, what did we call it the lower sea yeah, like, well, let's just call it the lower mirror. Yeah, is it in a pit or is it still just all theoretically water? And for some reason, it's got this indentation in it. But I would say both theoretically and actually, it's water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I didn't know if it made sense. Like, well, if we're going to go down into the lower part and investigate around there if it was worth investigating in the walls, like however far we could investigate too. And, yeah, you, you can, know, you can, when, rock yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I love it. So when Milden, when Milden pilots the, the Gherkin, so when you dot, I mean, you could, you can tell me what you want to do with the Gherkin. You could dive the Gherkin down straight into the lower Merit Sea. You could fly the Gherkin, straight at the the wall of the you know the edge of the earth the wall of water there if it's a 90 degree angle where the wall of water hits the lower merit sea if you want to go in here and then into the wall of water you know i mean you're i right We're now you're flying around out in air think of it as like an aquarium you can try to hit the bottom of the aquarium you could try to you know hit the the wall right you know, I'm up for anything. Uh, Tell me which way you, where you guys want to go and how you want to do it. Let's investigate any of the dark spots that are not islands. I think that's our first step. Yeah, I think we should start like near the Laertes and just. Like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Like radi radially. Yeah, yeah. Go and out then and then. Uh, Go to whichever's the closer shadow that's the mystery shadows okay so lillian would you describe since you're piloting the um the flying gherkin now the swimming gherkin tell me what you're doing are you going into the wall of water are you are you like slowly submerging are you diving in are you going into the lower merit sea like how um, I guess I was sort of thinking that um, we would uh, go in sort of sl like slowly. Um, I mean, because we haven't really used the gherkin underwater before, so it's sort of a new thing. Um, I think Milden personally is not super inclined to go directly through the waterfall at the end of the world um although he is amenable to doing that after he's gotten his 
his sea legs under him as it were ophelia Um, says i think that that's a very good idea um sea legs alongside him depending on the direction that yeah i mean so milton and piloting this is um it's going for sort of like a slow ease in and you know like general immediate like look around um because we've seen you know we we can see into the water and we can see these big shadows from things that are up in the air things i guess like like they're shadows they're not like solid objects um i think it's just sort of easing us in and doing again sort of maybe some some sort of slow circuit of this immediate area um just to give everyone a time to sort of look and see um okay so you're you're entering the water like slowly submerging into the lower merit sea and then are you like as you're doing a slow explanation are you circling under this part of the upper merit sea um, I think Milton is inclined to stick to just the lower Mercy for the moment, and then we can decide um, collectively if we want to go into the upper. Yeah, so um, you, you're like circling under, going, you know, 100 feet or so under the water around where the Laertes is sailing. The Laertes is sort of generally sailing off to to the northeast as you're circling like when you start circling over towards the edge of the world you feel like bits of turbulence like as you get within 50 feet of it like there the water is rolling off you know you have to work to steer it it's it's basically like you're flying through air turbulence like you get within 50 feet of this you're underwater but the water instead of just being sort of swelling earth um swelling um ocean waves there's definitely sort of turbulence within 50 feet of where the edge of the earth meets the um or the edge of the sea the edge of the earth meets the lower merit sea I do think, um, Milden, then, as we are underwater, steers clear of it, but is, um, but would maybe be amenable to trying to to get to the upper Mercy in some other in the future method. Yeah. Do we have any big baddie monsters in the water? Um, no, no big baddie monsters in the water. That's good. Yeah. But there is an underwater rock fall. But yeah. Um, would you remind me, like, do you have, like, a porthole or something that you're looking out? Or a, a periscope. A, a telescope, we have a periscope. a periscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have what? a periscope. I think I think this, the, the thing that I'm pinging uh, in the purple, the orange circle oh, here. Guys. I think I'm looking. I'm looking at our gherkin, uh, and I'm seeing. Uh, oh yeah, you guys gold. took some some damage. It might not be uh, water uh, watertight so much anymore. What? I mean, 
well i okay here's a question in the grand scheme of things how do we deal with this big like like we do have big open space on the gherkin anyway this big open space i mean we just take everything inside yeah, yeah. Well, you can't really take except this cannon well, inside. No, so except for the cannon. The cannon your just cannon is out here and gets wet. Yeah. Is that how that works? Okay, we don't have, like, it's not, like, equipped with, like, a magical waterproof. No, there, there's not, like, suddenly. Uh, yeah, oh, I forgot I mean, this is the first this time you've taken it under underwater. So um, I'm going to do a couple of things here. The little orange thing that you were pointing to there, Lily, actually is not a periscope. No. Remember, those were the, the communication tubes that you all put oh, in. Oh, yeah, play. we also have the little the little dudes for talking thought, to each other. I thought this section here was like a big window or something. Yeah, that, well, that's a, that's a balcony. Well, there's a balcony on top and then... Right where right where um, Suri is standing is is a window, and I thought there was a large window that we could look out through. Yeah, so you could you could be there. That's a large window, and in fact, on the and it's actually not a large window. That's a little bit of a smaller window, and then there are the the other windows on the east, west, and south side that are bigger, like more like like glass and you know it's a magic tower so we're not going to do water pressure and things like spraying through you know well maybe we will if you guys go deep enough but um at the moment it's holding and the areas where you took cannon shot damage um are not enough to like break like you're going down and there's not like huge gaping holes from where the drider ship had hit you like the the cannons hit in and there was some fire and so things are cracked there and maybe like where um i'm gob and um reg rude and um the spider are like there might be little bits of leakage of water and that coming in as you're 10 20 50 feet but it's not like spraying water it is still can't can mend those she's just casting mending on them the whole time that's okay. what that's what cat is doing yeah so it is it is seaworthy and you know what milden give me a um the equivalent i guess of a mechanics check or a pilot's check um i'm trying to figure out if milden discovers the periscope because there's got to be a periscope on we, the, I think on we definitely, no, we've, used we've established before. it before. I've used it. Yeah. Yeah, we've we... definitely used it before. I think that's what we've been using for all I think of the piloting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise there isn't like a window in this immediate area. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we have a periscope. Periscope. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're using a, a periscope. Suri is also navigating i'm gonna move arvel off the front porch because it's a little bit um <laughs> wet you know, humid out there. yeah a little bit wet little out there. there now you're about 50 feet under the water and part of what i want is i want milden and suri to give me a perception check here hmm. I got a 12. I have a 17. Hmm. 
Um, you notice a thing that just happened over here on the map. Over the here. little oblong. Wait, 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 wait. Can you oh. over here again for me? Thank you. There. By the oblong shadow. Yeah, the oblong shadow actually used to be in this square. And I sort of subtly moved it a square further away. Milden catches something out of the corner. Like, that's more than 160 feet. So I don't know what the heck you notice, but there's something. Is it a well, fish scale? Is it a piece of metal? Something flashes to the northeast underwater that catches your eye. Mm -hmm. um and like alerts me to that this thing moved is that sort of the idea or uh, i'm not saying anything more okay about okay so go um, investigate yes hang on um i had one other question i was thinking of while you were describing that or a oh no i was just gonna say um it may be tracks because i have my um I have whatever. I oh, have super my long devil's, dark vision. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have my devil sight, so maybe that like adds up here to something. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and whether it was a fish scale or a piece of metal or so, but something caught your eye to the northeast where that oblong shape used to be. Um, Milden expresses this to the group. Um. Milton we should says, go I, over there and investigate. Yeah, I, I just, I just caught a flash of something to the northeast. Do we want to head that away? Yes, yes. I think that's a great idea. Will you move the gherkin token in the direction that you're heading? Ooh, do, 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 do. I like that way. Last our way through the caption. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's. It's moving away from you. And it seems to be moving away from you. I know we can't quite do it on this map, but if you're going 10 knots, it's going 10 knots. Hmm. Is that nice. our shadow, maybe? It's in the wrong place. Well, we're, we're underwater now. Yeah, you're well, we about still like cast uh but i i don't I, I don't think the sun is that orientation mm -hmm. too if it were at that orientation it would be filtering through yeah. the above sea if it were that far away the, the mm -hmm. like the way that the sunlight would be i think we'd be able to to kind of tell i think and that I it's not know, is it yeah, like if I slow down, does it slow down? If maybe we, well, oh, so yeah. you you slow down. Yes. And you've partially been following this because you catch like little bits of light every, you know, like if you're following, like if you were a, a dolphin following a school of fish, like okay, I mean, you'd have sonar, so it wouldn't matter, but like. <laughs> you know how like schools of fish like you'll catch little glimpses of their light every so often but it's not all the time mm -hmm. you're like oh yeah there's the school of fish yeah before it was like yeah you kept catching that even though you're pretty far away as you slow down 
those little bits of, oh, there's something there, start to get a little further and further spaced apart. Like it's getting further away from you as you've slowed down. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not necessarily, yeah, in direct relation to us. Um, do we want to pursue this further or is this taking us away from? I guess maybe we should go back up because that's kind of what we agreed to is we would we would investigate the upper island and they would investigate the water but i think it was a good idea to do a little scouting yeah and this thing doesn't seem to be a immediate threat to the laertes unless it like turns around and makes a beeline the minute we get (laughs) out of here but yeah it doesn't seem to be wanting to get all up in our business yeah we can always have arvel keep an eye out on the shadow yeah as we're flying around yeah so you're got you are about 50 feet beneath the water you're now a little bit more like due north of the island where the island was before are you what are you doing you heading back there you checking out the other semicircle shadow the Laertes has probably moved to about here at this point in time. It's sort of following your wake through the water. Melvin votes for going to explore the little half shadow just to get a sense of what, of maybe what that could be as long as we're, you know, paddling around under here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe to to check in with the Liertes and go upstairs. And then the chicken hut. Yeah. Okay. So will you go ahead and move the the token and show me the direction that you're, you know, with to within about two or three squares of the of the semicircle. And so I know how you're approaching it. Yeah, this may be a, not quite a hundred percent, but this will oh 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 are you approaching this one no no i mean i'm just sort of circling around oh okay so yeah um just because it seemed like a convenient way to go okay gotcha um and you know i mean if we see something cool but um, yeah no and as you go there that is definitely just the shadow of the island that's above um you're basically 50 feet underwater, so I'm not going to give you much detail on the bottom of the the floating island that you've seen above. Okay, so as you approach this, and now you're sort of perpendicular to the edge of the world, the wall of water, um, you... All out of Magak? Yeah, when you're about... Actually, Milden probably gets this at about 300 feet. Um, with his dark vision. So he's seeing through the water more than 160 feet that the rest of you can see. This is, it's like terraces. And if there's one, there's a dozen of them. And these are terraces, think like Greek columns, but like columns of terror like where you would walk to the edge and put your hands on so not greek columns that are like super tall but terraces 
and they're Greek columns, but they seem to be made out of coral. Hell yeah. And they are probably, if you have a dozen of them, there's probably 20 feet between each of them. So there's like a terrace that goes out and at the, the bottom, it goes out further. The next one is inlaid and, you know, another mm -hmm. 40 feet back and then another. And so then you have like this level of a dozen terraces um, out of this, out of coral. And down here, it is not like white bleached coral. It's like living coral, but it's shaped into like railings and the equivalent of fancy columns. Fascinating. <laughs> Does it extend under the... Um... The upper sea? Um, or is it you, just that kind of semicircle shape? Yeah, you are 300 feet to the east. So if you would like to go to the south or the north, you might be able to see that from where you are now. You see the terrace and like it's not built into a wall of anything from what you can tell. Um, you just sort of see the side of it, I guess. It's, I mean, so if you, I, I'll answer your question more if you wanna go to the the south or the north, get it a little bit of a different angle to it. Uh, I can make that happen. Yeah. And, and Ophelia is helping Milden out with the like piloting and stuff. So if you need like an extra strong, I mean, not that she's strong, she's not very strong, but if you need extra like mm. leverage or whatever, she's she's got you covered. Cool. Yeah, and this thing is probably like you're 50 feet below the water at this point in time. And so there's 12 of these different like terraces that that come out. And they they go progressively down so you're like looking at the, the top two and the other ones below you go further out when you scooch over to the northeast of this like where the wall of water would be it's like there's an outcrop of rock let me see if i can draw this and give you a little bit more detail in terms of what it looks like here so it's like there's a wall of of rock that extends and it's under and it goes both goes down to the bottom from where you are but also into the um the wall of water okay mm. And so the the terraces are just just like a, a I don't know a, like a layer cake with different sized layers. Yeah. It's not like an open well, they're the same. They're all roughly twenty feet tall. But oh yeah, in different size layers. The bottom layer. So think like a wedding cake. So basically, this right. is like you're looking at the the side of a twelve layered wedding cake. Right. Right. There's not. There's not like a gap between them or whatever there's just 
one stacked on the other. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, the like the top one goes back, and now that you're down here and looking, like it, it's the ridge, and it sort of cuts down, and then where you get here, the terraces are all below water. The top one is maybe 20 feet below the surface of the lower Merit Sea. And then the rest of this is like it, there's a ridge that runs in, and then there's the side this side of a wedding cake, the twelve layered wedding cake. I wonder if it's some sort of underwater agriculture or like building. Hi, maybe Sharon. do yeah, we see like people around it? Yeah, that's, a, that's a really good question because what is the scale of it because our scale on this particular map is very uh loose like hurricane is obviously not anywhere near that big so are the terraces really like whatever a square is on this map because that puts um, it near the size of the island or something um i would say these terraces are like the lower one, the biggest one is probably five, six times as big as the gherkin is. The upper one, the last one, the one that's only 10 feet below the water is probably about the size of the gherkin, like half the gherkin, you know? Okay. okay. And, the, and the bottom one, is that on, is there just water below it or is there some other rock outcropping or something or um yeah so this is like like the edge of a ridge has come here and then it's when you get down to the bottom one which would be 12 with 20 240 feet down um it's the like the ridge line continues to run to the east okay. but it's at, at a slope and basically at sort of the same angle of the slope as the as the terraces are but it is then just rock as opposed to these sculpted clearly right. somehow designed you know terraces of coral that are up here somebody grew these yeah it's weird and we're, and we're still not seeing any like watery people uh you've got so you have lot there's lots of fish um actually part of what's interesting here is there are a lot of tropical fish here um you That's have weird. like while you've been out in the ocean in the merit sea i mean there have been fish but i mean it's like been big fish that you guys have tried to i mean in fact the the wall of towers are like the tuna fishers and people that are out fishing for big, big things, but you haven't seen like a coral reef and lots and lots of fish life. And this is pretty much teeming with fish life. Um, there are things more I haven't seen before and things that you see, but you don't have no humanoids, no, you know, nothing that's obviously like, hey, come here. You know, I want to talk yeah, to you yeah. or I want to kill you. Well, the moray eels mm -hmm. may be like, I want to kill you, but. <laughs> well, if there's a lot of little fish or relatively little fish, then maybe we don't need to worry about the Laertes too much because. Yeah, it seems like the, things are. Yeah, the little fish okay. would be hiding if there were like big fish that were threatening them. So 
I guess we can go back to the island. Oh, did that other shadow follow us when we went back south? Or I guess southwest? No, not not at all. Okay. We've got no followers, no. <laughs> we lost our follower. Yeah. And and the Laertes at this point is really sort of um you all have gone there. The Laertes is sort of circumnavigating the shadow of the of the island. Seems to be like there's they must be scoping out the bottom of of the island, looking up at it. Right. Um. So up up to the island. I think so. All right, Milton. The stuff that you maybe you... actually had prepared for us instead of us going into the water oh no but this is good all all of these things are are possibilities <laughs> so this is i i am he knows all yeah 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 i i just don't have all the maps drawn out here in roll 20 but this is all good all good stuff for for you to get to um i am going to back on this map i'm gonna move you down a bit and i'm gonna actually Ooh. do a little bit of polygon, polygon reveal, because, reveal yeah well you're coming from the southwest of the island uh, now as opposed to the um polygon the northeast so he gone poly yeah poly is <laughs> oh yeah, and maybe I should even do a little bit more. Let me just do the that was a yawn. Sorry. segment that I'm thinking. Yeah, and we're probably getting sort of close-ish to quitting time here. But you're probably, Lillian, I think where you were is much more down in the southwest part of the map. Um, and explain like the island is here floating and now instead of last time you were sort of flying parallel to it about 300 or so feet above the island you're now coming if the island is floating here and you're coming up you're from 2500 feet down so you're now approaching it you know from from underneath we're trying to navigate in three dimensions here so i don't know if you want to fly up and then get it you know an eagle's eye view of the island if you want to come this way um oh this part of the island on the southwest is sort of a sandy beach area and then like i said it's it's grasslands and palm trees well palm trees are grass technically okay i did not know that yeah they're they're, they're just like a really big thick grass these are really giant palm trees it takes an hour to climb them yeah i was gonna say yeah, the biggest are... grass you ever did see i mean it's just like bamboo bamboo and palm trees are both grass they are as big as the mountains you know what i i i did not make this map i've repurposed <laughs> this map so <laughs> um i feel like there's you know the song the like hole in the ground and the green grass grows all around all around the song yeah right but i feel like there's like a giant palm trees version in there somewhere <laughs> oh i'm sure i'm sure 
um and the the giant palm trees grow on your very All small right. island um yeah so give me in our last five minutes or so here um tell me how milden is approaching this is he yeah i mean he's clear my my sense is he's coming up from the bottom and then you're coming over over the edge over this white beach and you're staying about two or three hundred feet above and like at the moment you're just about to cut over the you know the the equivalent of the horizon of the island where you're now able to see this area and the the palm trees and like this side of the of the mountain range flying over the stubble yeah yeah um and as we're coming up is there anything like interesting about the underside of the island um it's it's gray rock it looks like sort of the bottom of a uh, the the outside of of a bowl but there are like ridge lines so it basically looks like a rock like a, okay. a gray a gray rock and there's not on the bottom there might be a few places where there's little bits of green like lichen but most of it is really just sort of barren rock it looks sort of salt stained so it doesn't look like there's much life at all on the bottom, but it's all sort of grayish black rock. Um, and given that there are dwarfs like Sather around, um, think volcanic rock, um, you know, sort of that porous um, pumice stone would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't hear me, like Milden's rock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and just to make this interesting, I hadn't thought of this before. Our beaches here, these are black sand beaches. So, you know, Ooh. like in a couple of places, like, yeah, like a few places in Hawaii, a few places in New Zealand, you get black sand. So this sandy beach here on the southwest corner is not brownish sand at all, but, but dark black sand. Fascinating. Milden gets like a twinge in relation to uh the great old one you know yeah. he's like yeah, yeah 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 all volcanic rock all right so as you come up over the top here you're glimpsing the island the most interesting thing in terms of not just island structure itself but man-made structure is this circle here and that brown circle is a stockade fort so it is good size if this one here was 50 yards in diameter this one's like a a small city stockade fort and there's a number of houses huts inside um but it's a stockade fort built from built from the palm trees the um roofs of all the houses that are inside in that appear thatched what's weird is all the people that are in the town are frogs frogs like 
like re- like regular frogs or like large no, frogs no. or like bipedal uh, frogs like you uh, are a good deal away um the frog people are they seem i mean bipedal certainly although some of them are are quadrupedal um they are hopping they are they have spears um some have like other tools and but they seem to be going about their daily business and there's 50 100 there's i mean it's like a small village town built in this this stockade fort oh and i guess the other things i would say about the frog people is some they're very much sort of tree froggy in their look um green skin although some have yellow so very much like the the chickens and the roosters that you saw around the other place that had splendid feathers um while these folks are tree frog people the series of colorings are sort of amazing looking like poison dart frogs um yes maybe not that crazy but fancy like that yes and i was gonna say this is good time because my right airpod just died uh, oh dear there, <laughs> there there we go technology is cooperating so the- sad yeah All right. Well, we will resume in two weeks. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving. And yeah, good stuff. I'm happy to have gotten back into it. Absolutely. It's fun. We always love a good little exploration. Yeah, good bit of Return of Dragons. So, some exploring over the island, some exploring under the island uh following a mysterious vessel returning to this like wedding cake coral structure and then milden flies this gherkin up and over and they're coming up over the southwest of the island and lo and behold a village full of colorful tree frog people in front of them and the gherkin is flying over towards this place so tune in next week find out if our heroes go to the village if they continue to explore i swear i thought there was an encounter coming at the wedding cake structure when they were chasing the mysterious silver cigar flitting away from them. Kept thinking we were gonna do combat this week, but not to be. Um, So tune in next week to see if our heroes continue exploring or if they somehow head back into fisticuffs. All right, thanks for listening.